Welcome. This is Talking QBs with Coach Geese, a podcast dedicated to the Canadian quarterback and offensive football. And today, on my 47th episode, I have Winnipeg Rifles graduating quarterback, Bryson McNeil. How you doing, Bryson? Good, Coach. How are you? I'm doing really well. What's new in, in the world of Bryson right now? Nothing too much. Just lots of work, rehab on the shoulder from the season, you know, getting the mind right, body right. Yeah, just uh, living life good. Got a new cat. So okay. <laughs> that's a, that's that's eventful. So yeah, you know, uh, rifles are starting up right away soon. So hopefully I'll be going there, uh, helping out, coaching a little bit. Some of the nice. new young guys coming out of high school. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the winter time and um, seeing what the future holds. Absolutely. We have Christmas right around the corner. But uh, I just want to thank you again for being on. It's awesome to uh, be able to chat and talk football. Uh, with an up and coming queue. Uh, so Bryson, let's, let's get rolling here, buddy. And just to kind of fill my audience in, can you talk a little bit about your background growing up as a youngster within your family, maybe some of the family dynamics, that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up with a single mother, very athletic single mother. She's, uh, plays a lot of sports herself, hockey, baseball, things like that. And I have three younger siblings who are all pretty athletic kids as well. The oldest one just graduating from Dakota this year, uh, hopefully coming to the rifles. It's a pretty athletic family, so that's always been fun, eventful, a lot of sports, a lot of traveling for tournaments, things like that. Competitive uh, can be sometimes, but that's uh, that's that's fun, you know. It's, uh, it's good times, uh, very supportive family. Same with my grandparents as well. They're always there, big fans. So it's, it's always a good time, so it's a, it's a great family. Absolutely. I've seen some of those pictures of you and your, your mom and you and your grandparents after your games and whatnot. Uh, very cool to have that family support and the, the background of the athleticism within your family is cool as well. Um, okay, yeah. so let, let's talk a little bit about that. So when you were a youngster, what were some of the sports maybe you played before you got into playing football? I was a big hockey guy. Uh, that's where my uh, family really came from. My grandpa, he was a big hockey guy. He's from uh, Regina. I played the uh, like junior B, Pats there and whatnot. I was a goalie, so I uh, got pretty competitive into that. Uh, played AAA uh, and then... Uh, Played the first year, but didn't end up playing the second year. So as a big hockey football guy, I actually played a lot of other sports. Baseball was pretty competitive at one point, and then uh, big court sport guys, so, you know, badminton, tennis, things like that. What do you think about that, Bryson? Do you think that um, the multi-sport athlete is still kind of the way to go to kind of just have a, a better sense of how to play sports overall? Oh, yeah. You, you learn things from everything. Everything in life, you learn a lot. If you can learn something from a different sport, that's awesome. You take it to whatever else. It's uh, different coaches, different people, different minds to pick. So, it's um, yeah, it's definitely a great way to go, I think, uh, if you can afford it and be available to play multiple sports, yeah. definitely do it. Yeah, you can grow a lot as a human and uh, athlete, that's for sure. For sure. I've said this before on the podcast, but uh, obviously I was a big football guy growing up, but I also played basketball pretty competitively. After high school, when I was playing for the Rifles, I would play senior men's basketball in the offseason at the U of W and a bunch of guys that I played high school with and some other guys and whatnot. And um, when I was when I was in high school playing basketball, I was the center of the offense. The offense kind of went through me more or less, mm. um, that sort of thing. But now playing years later, playing senior men's, it was a completely different team. It was sort of like what you see with the new age uh, Golden State Warriors. They're jacking threes all the time. Basically, I learned real quick that my role wasn't really to touch the ball on offense, and it was a weird. <laughs> it, it was kind of a weird thing. And being a being a quarterback too, I was like, man, like I'm smart. Like get me the ball, I'll get you the ball, yeah. that sort of thing. And it just didn't work that way. And it took me a few years to kind of figure it out 
And then I finally it kind of clicked in and I was like, Hey, my role is to run up and down the floor and play defense and get rebounds. And then I'll get those little dishes here and there to get a couple points here and there. But that, I, it, so I guess my point is just that playing other sports, you kind of learn other parts of it. And, and again, us being quarterbacks, you know, it's kind mm. of a, it's, it's a different thing altogether, much like, you know, being a goalie in hockey, a lot of pressure on you, right? Everybody sees yeah. your mistakes, right? So, um, playing, playing another sport and not having that, that same pressure in a different role is kind of nice sometimes too. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. What would be like your first football memory and kind of, when did you start to play football? I know you said, uh, off air, you started as a youngster. So I, uh, played like three years of Terminator and, uh, you know, played throughout Adam. Um, I think my first successful memory would be uh one of my adam years we went undefeated and won the championship so nice. uh, that's probably one of my big uh, memories that stands me when i was younger uh, passed the ball but it was a, probably a better runner back then i mm-hmm. uh, had a nice 98 yard touchdown in the finals pushed the shoulder a little bit <laughs> but uh yeah no so that was probably one of my first uh, key memories from a youngster so uh, i ended up taking a couple years off uh, my grade seven eight year mm-hmm. uh, ended up uh, getting back into hockey quite a bit there but uh okay. Yes, it's been a good journey. Back at it for second quarter action with Bryson McNeil. Obviously, I'm a high school football coach. I coach at Oak Park High School, and I love high school football. And so, you know, you talked about taking a couple years off in your grade seven and eight year focusing mainly on hockey and then kind of getting back into football. So can you talk a little bit about your high school journey? You played both at Churchill High School and then at River East and talk about those years there and maybe some of the memories and moments that they had while playing there. Yeah, high school football started for me at Churchill in grade nine. Went there, uh, had a great friend of mine that I knew from a young age. He was the starting quarterback there at the time, Will Reimer. And so, uh, yeah, I ended up going there and, uh, Right before the season started, we ended up going to Vessel, New York. So that was super cool experience, experiencing the American football and the style. Uh, the Vessel team that we played was very good, very competitive team. So that was cool. Um, and, and just the experience at Churchill itself, it uh, has an old uh, tradition to it. Uh, definitely at the time when I was there, it was still a lot of good football that's been played there in the past. So yeah, that was a very cool experience. From there, I met Tom Walls, uh, like, uh, like we spoke of, a uh, great coach, uh, great human being. Learned a lot from him, his philosophies and the way he goes about football. Yeah, like he was just a great mentor. Had him as a teacher as well. So he was a great, great human being. And then uh, transferred over to River East for grade 10, uh, 11, and 12. It was uh, uh, Johnny Bennett at the time, uh, who was a main contact of mine. His uh, uh, younger sibling played with my brother and um he helped coach as well so spoke to him and uh river east was more of a passing team back then as well and i knew i had a chance to start so that was a main reason for me going back as well as i grew up in the river east area and going to churchill was quite a far travel for me every day and whatnot so was closer to the home got into a situation that worked well as to be a starter there at uh, river east and then uh it was a good passing offense and it was a it was a fun time there i uh, met a lot of great coaches coach mead he was awesome uh, uh gino Cochino, he was there and just some great football players we got to play with there as well and uh we had some pretty successful times there and uh it, it was a good time uh that's for sure i uh, learned a lot from there um some ups and downs that's for sure um Fortunately, grade 11 and 12 year, we had the rule where the AAA team came down, lost both those years in the semifinals. But uh, it, it was some good times. Uh, learned a lot from there. Uh, definitely, we passed a lot. So that, that 
definitely helped in the future. And there's something about just like playing for your school, right? And representing your school, I think just in football, I, I would imagine that it occurs in all high school sports, but me having the experience of being a, a high school football player and coach now, um, I just, there's just a feeling about that, that just, uh, it just means a little bit more. So um, yeah, the pride, it's a lot of pride. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. It's just yeah. fun times, fun years is with your, with your friends, you're growing up. It's, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on. So after high school, or I guess uh, towards the end there, you end up playing on the uh, U18 provincial team. Um, talk about the experience there. Where was the tournament held? How did you guys do? What do you remember from that? Cool times, yeah. U18 uh, played in uh, Saint-Rigeau, Quebec. Uh, I would nice love French. to be able to pronounce. Yeah, you know, I give a little accent there for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was a cool experience. Uh, ended up getting the starting position there. Uh, we didn't do as successfully as I would like to. Uh, that's for sure. I was still a pretty young kid then, uh, still learning a lot about the, the passing game and whatnot and things like that. And we played some solid football teams out there, played uh, Alberta first. I'm pretty sure I, I, it was Des Catelli. I played uh, okay. first round, uh, first game. He spanked us. Uh, he was kicking everything. So he gave us the work. That was something. And then, you know, we played a Quebec team as well. Game two was solid, you know, hosting. So, um it was a lot of learning experiences. Uh, you, you played in front of a, a little bit bigger of a crowd there at the time. And then, you know, you know, there's all the university coaches looking at you, you know, that's so a little bit more pressure to it, but it was a, uh, it's cool times. Uh, learned a lot as you know, you learn a lot from all these moments. I think it really changed my um, direction in which way I wanted to go in football. That's for sure. It's really like when you're a high school player, it's the closest thing you can do to play university or junior football. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah, that, exactly. it's that next logical step. You only get it for like a brief period of time. It's kind of a, a little microcosm of a season leading up to, and then you play it. So you're right. I, I've also had a lot more failures than successes with the provincial team, both as a player and as a coach. I know the struggle of, of Manitoba facing some yeah. of these bigger provinces and whatnot. So it's tough. But uh, I, I like that uh, you reference kind of just learning and kind of going through some struggles and but also realizing that you can play at that level. And then that's something that you want to do in the future. So yeah. after that experience, you uh, your high school career ends, you decide that you're going to go play majors. Uh, you're playing in the major football league. Um, I think there's a lot of good things about the major football league for guys that maybe are kind of in between deciding what they want to do with their life. Um, I can only speak for myself, but I had a scholarship out of high school to go to the U of M. I went, uh, I wasted it because I wasn't ready for school. I was a football guy first and foremost, but I probably needed to go work for a couple of years and mature and become a man and that sort of thing before the school was kind of on top of that and uh, I couldn't manage it. So I, I then ended up, uh, this was prior to the Winnipeg Rifles being established. Um, so I played one year for the St. James Rods and played in the major league, uh, you know, a lot of fun. I uh, played with a lot of guys I grew up with. Um, it, we didn't practice as often, but that didn't mean that we didn't take it as seriously. The guys on the field definitely took it seriously. And it was probably the most fun I ever had playing. I have lots of fun memories of playing in the major league. And I think I've been out to watch your previous games and some of the guys that are playing now, Nathan Latteo for the rods and that sort of thing. And I enjoy watching that football. It's good football. So speak on, speak on your decision to go play majors rather than maybe going to play for the rifles or, or going to university and, uh, and talk about your time there. You spent, you spent time with two different uh, club teams, uh, East side and Transcona. How did that work? How did it all go? And, and, and lastly, sorry, I know I'm giving you a hundred questions at once, but, uh, <laughs> but you also were successful and you won a cha championships. Three P. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so talk about all that, man. 
Yeah, so it's um, where do I start? Hey, yeah. <laughs> so uh, first off, uh, one of my main reasons for going there, uh, I had a lot of close friends that were there. Uh, Will Reimer was one that was there. Uh, I was a lot like going to Churchill, being a grade nine varsity player. You know, I was friends with a lot of the older guys, so I had a bunch of friends that were there. So that was a main reason. But I also same, I was football first not a school guy so i did have a little bit of a rough patch in uh, grade 12 and 11 which led me to need to go back finish some stuff and make sure i was right there so i ended up cleaning things up there which was uh, really good got my life a little bit more on track going there working a lot more and and then yeah i played my first year out of transcona won a championship there and then uh uh, that whole team we pretty much transferred over to east side uh coaching staff everyone it was just uh you know, we wanted the turf, I think, was the main reason we <laughs> we went there. And so, yeah, no, it was uh, some of the funnest times I've ever had playing football, that's for sure. Uh, like you said, you don't uh, practice as much, but uh, everyone puts out the same effort you would at any level of football. The Being with the team I had, it was a great team. You know, we three-peated, great defense. So going against them every day taught me a lot, and that was lots of the reasons i was able to go and do what i did at rifles at at junior levels so big thanks to all those guys uh big shout out to my uh coach and oc there uh, barry berard he uh also is a big uh reason i am where i am today he's a very smart offensive-minded guy football smart guy and he taught me a lot about the quarterback uh, game and passing game so just kind of getting my life together and figuring out things and uh my friends and family going there and then um, just having success there kept me there for a couple of years and just having so much fun. It was tough for me to go elsewhere. So from there, I uh, almost signed in uh, 2018 to uh, the Rebels at West Shore mm-hmm. and uh, ended up getting a job promotion. So I went back for my third year and uh, yeah, we, we three-peated. So that was fun times. Played with a lot of good football players that went through uh, majors program from St. Patel, Broads, um, a lot of good football players that go through there. Uh, definitely. Um, definitely doesn't get the credit it should and uh really should because there's a lot of good football players and minds there and it's just some of the reasons is just guys uh want to work more mm-hmm. things like that and uh you know money does rule the world so uh, yeah yeah no yeah. not everybody's meant to go to school or has the aspiration to do that well it's a good avenue yeah. to keep playing football at a high level yeah. so yeah so then then obviously covid kind of gets in the way messes up our world for a little bit there yeah. um afterwards kind of once things have calmed down you decide in 2021 that you're going to go try out for the rifles. Um, what led to that decision? And, and kind of, can you talk about, uh, can you talk about being at rifles training camp and, and just kind of going through that? Like I said before, like playing U18, I kind of knew uh, what level of play I can play at. And uh, I really needed to test that. So playing at the majors for a couple of years, the guys that I was super close with, those guys were aging out as well as I, wanted to try West Shore, but I found myself a good working position here in Winnipeg. So uh, right before COVID, I actually signed, uh, which thankfully I did because I ended up getting a, my COVID year right. and got an extra year there at uh, 23. So ended up signing there. I went through COVID and then, um, which was uh, not the best on me. I definitely got quite out of shape there and uh, showing up to training camp. That was uh, eventful. That's for sure. All the running at the start of conditioning. That was uh that was something, but uh, yeah, no, it was a fun time. It was, you know, it's, I'm always liking with a new group, new group of people, getting to meet new people and uh, um, going from being, you know, the, the QB1 at majors coming to 
uh, rifles. I, you know, had some competition with Kyle Logan, you know, Thomas was coming up. We had Kurt Kutzen trying out. So there was definitely more of a competition. Um, it was just a new group of young guys that needed, you know, we needed some leadership there as well. And um, so it was a fun time. It was a, definitely a work in progress. You know, we had some downs at the start, but we definitely figured it out and had some great ups, that's for sure. You definitely had a lot of ups and downs through that season. Can you speak a little bit more on that 2021 season and maybe just like, obviously you kind of knew what that adjustment was going to be like, but physically going out there and, and some days taking your lumps, some days having some success that I know for me that that mental back and forthness of, of having success and then being crappy the next week, it messed with my head sometimes. Like, how did you find that? How did you deal with the the ups and downs? That first year was uh, definitely a lot, definitely after coming out of majors and just being so successful for so long right. there. Uh, you know, you're not used to being knocked down. But yeah, I definitely, that first year, it was, it was a young group all around. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of new faces to the team, uh, new coaches and whatnot. So it was quite fresh. And for us, with, on like a short-term notice, um, like I kind of remember how long we were out before the season started. Not, yeah, you know, much. I think it was like... A, yeah, it wasn't much compared to definitely like Regina and Saskatoon. They had the year, the COVID year, they practiced and whatnot. First week, you have to go play Regina. But, you know, we I was definitely confident throughout the whole way as you need to be. And I definitely knew what we could be and what I could do. And uh, you, you get knocked down, but you, you just got to get back up and yeah. keep going. You know what I mean? There's just that saying. So, um, yeah, we all learned together. Uh, every single day, we just got closer and closer. Um, that was the, that was the biggest thing, I think. Um, you know, we just came in as a bunch of randoms, as I always say, and we just became a family. So yeah. um, that was a cool thing to be a part of, definitely, um, and definitely going forward because it's a young group, and they definitely have a lot of success in the future going mm -hmm. forward for sure. So Bryson, me and you crossed paths late last year, around this time actually, or maybe a little bit before in December-ish. I was running some workouts through Big Air, some quarterback receiver workouts, and uh, you and your brother signed up for the camp. Early could see your leadership qualities, not just obviously your your talent as a quarterback, that's evident, but it was the other things that kind of impressed me more, your leadership. And we have a really cool organic thing at Big Air where the older guys kind of mentor the younger guys. I didn't have to ask you to do that. You just did it from day one. And I really appreciate that. You know, just to kind of get into maybe your off-season training. So you guys go through, you know, your season in 2021, you're a young team. Now it's the off season for yourself personally. You're training with me a little bit. You guys, I know, uh, have your own workout within the team that you do, that sort of thing. Talk about your off season training and kind of what you like about uh, putting in that work. Mostly for me, uh, I uh, was working with either you or uh, Ryan Marsh. Uh, Ryan Marsh uh, came out to me after the season. He runs a gym F45. It's like hit workouts, a lot of cardio, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get some weights in there and stuff like that. So, um, Thanks to him, he got me in there right away. And so I was getting that work in right away. And that was fun. Uh, high energy, cardio, I need lots of that. So uh, it was uh, good times there. And then, uh, yeah, like working with you, that was super cool. Like I said before, it's always cool to pick different minds. You have the different coaches there and whatnot. So learn different things and uh, just get reps in, you know. That's uh, not many opportunities in Winnipeg to get reps definitely in this great weather that we have going on right now <laughs> and uh so yeah no it was cool times there and then uh yeah we were set up actually with uh, the bombers uh and uh, some of their trainers there at the, the facility there and uh they did most of our training there so it, it was cool to 
be with the team in the off season and have some time to actually grow together and uh, get better together. Yeah, it was a cool time. You know, you you get to just build that family and just get closer and know everyone a little bit better and uh, just get better. That's all it is. Just get better every day. Yeah, you, you're working on yourself getting better. Your team's getting better. You guys are getting more chemistry as a group, all that good stuff, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, it, it's it's good to be doing that, and it's motivating working yourself towards the next season, that sort of thing. And speaking of your season this year in 2022, you guys go 4-4. Four and four. I know 4-4, four and four, people think 500 record, whatnot, but for me, knowing the PFC as a former quarterback in the PFC and coach, it's a tough, tough conference. So 4-4, four and four, even though obviously you, you always you know strive for more, I think that's a really respectable record. You guys, I watched all your games this year. You guys are a really good team. Your offense looked like, you know, you were firing on, on all cylinders on a lot of the days and really exciting stuff. You have a huge year, that sort of thing. Can you talk about this 2022 season, reference some of the players that you're with and, and running your offense and, and, and just having some more success and what that meant to you this year? Starters, uh, OC, uh, Coach Marsh and uh, Coach Ryan Marsh, they put a lot of work in the offseason, uh, Ryan and to me physically, and then um, O.C. Marsh, he, he put a lot of work in uh, with uh, Buck Pierce, uh, expanding our playbook a little bit more, just fine-tuning things, and uh, he put, put a lot of work in, so shout-out to him for that. And then uh, I think it was just a big thing, you know, getting that receiving core, uh, finding that chemistry with one another, and we had a solid five with some good depth, and my um, solid five, you know, I had Adam Fast out of Carlton. That was a big pickup this offseason. And then I had um, Eric Adams that we got halfway through last season from the Bisons and Edward Finley that we got as well a couple weeks into the season last year. And those three guys right there are huge. And then we have our two veterans, Luke McMillan and Jake Rogers, that have right. been with this program for so long. And so I couldn't do it without those five. And obviously the other guys that came in and uh, when guys were down, Cole Davies, Avante, uh, a lot of these guys, uh, and it, it's the whole, it's the whole team, all the way down to the last guy, you know, in scout reps and all the things. It's a, a big shout out to those guys. Our shout out to our defense, just getting us better every single day and things like that. So um, there's a lot of hard work, and that goes with the off season, getting close to the workouts. You know, you do your workouts. We can all do it together all the time. So most of the time, you'd be with the receivers and running backs, and just getting closer with those guys, getting to know them better. And, um, yeah, we, it, it was fine. Like, it was uh, some successful times, that's for sure. Um, I definitely know we could have done better in some moments. We fell short a couple times. Uh, definitely in Regina, uh, we should have beat them twice. Uh, unfortunately, we fell short twice, you know, going up 17 nothing, and whatever, 14 something nothing against them both times. So, um, and, like, in, in Regina, we fell short. You know, we lost by two. Um, drive we were driving down the field to kick a field goal and i uh make a bad read so you know it happens but uh it was some successful times and uh hopefully the team grows from that in the future yeah and again man like you guys had a really successful year i was proud of being you know a rifle alumni and yeah. when watching you guys play you guys represented well you played hard you played amazing so yeah all good stuff now one of the things that i want to kind of rewind back to that we've just sort of glazed over is obviously you guys had a huge victory beating the Saskatoon Hilltops 19-16. to 16. For people that don't know, the last time the Rifles had beaten the Hilltops before that, uh, I think, honestly, I think it was like 2005. So, yeah, it was like 16 years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah it, it had been a long time, right? And, and again, you know, referencing my time as a player with the Rifles and as a coach, 
for three seasons. We played the Hilltops a lot, right? Obviously, we didn't win any of those games. It was a huge thing. It was like almost a Super Bowl moment for you guys to win that game. Can you talk about that game and just what it felt like to to finally beat the Hilltops and what that meant for the program? I think uh, doing that, like we knew we were a good team and we knew what we could do. And then for us to go out there and beat them and kind of just get over that hump, we kind of knew where we were at uh, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't finish where we thought we could have, and we we, sh- we really, I think, we should have. But yeah, it was it was a cool moment to be part of. That's for sure. The energy from the coaches, you can really see from past alumni and people. You know, they're I'm getting messages from people that played for the team before, and you know, it's a it's a cool thing to have on my belt forever. You know yeah. what I mean? I always remember that moment, and uh, um, and for it to be at East Side, uh, that's right. even a cooler moment. That's where I started my career, and. And yeah, it's one of my biggest wins, that's for sure. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome in every way. I was super happy for you guys. Um, and just kind of to, to end off on something here with the quarter, you had referenced you know, some of your older receiver, veteran receivers, Luke McMillan, Jake Roger. I'm also thinking about offensive lineman Miguel Liano. Like some of these guys were, were players on the team when I coached in from 2017 to 2019. Got to work obviously with Jake and Luke a little bit more extensively at some of my camps and that sort of thing, getting to know them. But they're tremendous players and, and to see them have success this year and be, you know, dynamite weapons for you down the field. Obviously Luke's situation with the Bombers is awesome in itself, yeah, super cool. right? And, and I think Jake's a hell of a receiver as well. So, you know, you guys were loaded and it was just cool to have all those kind of pieces come together. So it was very cool. But yeah, I think especially that moment being beating Saskatoon with the four and four record. Yeah. You want more out of your season. I get it. You want to win those playoff games. I get it. But that moment alone was huge for your season. So very, yeah. very proud of you and the team for doing that. Yeah, appreciate it, coach. Back at it for fourth quarter action with QB Bryson McNeil and Coach Geese. Bryson, you, you have a heck of a season with the Rifles. You're you're aging out. You're graduating from the program. Decision time now in terms of do you want to continue playing football? Uh, do you have any offers right now? Do you have any uh, things lined up for, for the future? What are you thinking? My options are quite open right now. I've always been a guy like that. I keep my options quite open. So uh, I have talked to one university, uh, U of M. Uh, so... I definitely want to keep that in touch. You know, stay home might be a good decision for me. I also want to possibly find my best possibility to start, you know, because I only have right. a couple of years left. So, um, yeah, just trying to find my best decision and then getting healthy is my main thing right now with the end of the season uh, when. So I'm doing some rehab, trying to get that better. And so I'll go from there, see how I uh, how the body is and uh, the mind's ready to go. So I'm uh, always ready to go. I always want to play football as long as I can. So. It's just if I'm healthy or not, and yeah. uh, that's the big thing. So if not, uh, you know, I've um, always been open and want to coach, so that's definitely a possibility, and that's nice. uh, uh, definitely a possibility that I possibly go back and help the rifles up. So um, okay, so it's uh, something that, you know, I, yeah, exactly. You know, we started something there. Hopefully uh, the boys can finish it off, and if I can be a part of it, I yeah. definitely would love to be. So. Oh, that's great. Okay, so let, let's switch gears completely and let, let's kind of talk about uh, us being good guys, right? We're, we're both good guys. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I like to we, think so. We, we like the Steelers, <laughs> right? And, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Steelers' <laughs> season guys. this far, right? Like, what, what do you think about Kenny Pickett? What do you think about how Tomlin's running the team? What are your thoughts? 
I don't know. It's um, for me. It's uh, I, I. I always like what Tomlin's doing and what what he's got going on. I love him as a coach. He's always been a great uh, player team guy. So I always love that about him. Uh, it's a young group. Uh, there's some young foundation there, and I, I know they'll get get it figured out sooner or later. And for Kenny Pickett, he's he, I, I think he's going to be good one day. Like you know, yeah. he he takes the hits, he makes the throws. It's just getting up to speed. Like the same thing for me. I go to rifles first year. You know, you start a little bit slow. You got to get used to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Start to understand it a little bit more. Get the flow. Get the chemistry going. It, I would have liked to see Mitchell Trubisky in there for a little bit longer at the start. Maybe you know what I mean. It, the way it went down. It was the way it went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think the team has a bright future. Pickens is a beast. So yeah. that's that's always nice when you got a beast on your team like him. Hopefully, he doesn't end up like a. Antonio Brown situation or anything like that. That's my only scare. I'm sure that's most of the people's scares with him. But uh, yeah, I know it's a it's a good young group. Uh, you know, they'll make a nice pick in the draft like they usually do. And uh, yeah, yeah, just I'm keep sure building, right? Yeah, exactly. They'll be fine. I like what I see in Pickett as well. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he sees the field well. And and you're right. He just mm. the longer he's in there, the more of a groove he gets into. The better he plays. Uh, unfortunately, he got dinged up last week. I don't think he's going to play yeah. this. I don't think he's playing tomorrow. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, like my Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and as, as opposed to you, I'm not a Trubisky fan whatsoever. So, I, no, I, no, I'm not a big Trubisky fan either. It's just, um, it's kind of like most. It would have been nice to see him sit behind someone yeah. a little bit more. You know, I just get his feet in the water a little bit longer. It would have been nice if uh, Big Ben was still around. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we stretched out Big Ben's career as long as we could. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay, okay. How about uh, it's a weird year in the NFL. I mean, uh, some quarterbacks, they're they're getting old. Obviously, Brady is ancient. Uh, yeah. Rodgers is, is old now. Uh, Russell Wilson goes from Seattle to Denver and has stunk it up the whole year. They've been <laughs> awful. He's been bad. It It's really unusual to see elite-level quarterbacks like those three. And those, to me, those are three guys that have been great for the last, call it, well, Brady obviously is super long, but 10 years plus, and, yeah, and they're was... really struggling. What do you think about that and, and just seeing other guys have success and the old guys not so much? Uh, yeah, it makes you think a little bit. Is it uh, a new age? Is, the, is that what it is? Is it the new style of play? Is it getting to them? It's hard to say. Is, is it just the teams that are around them? You know what I yeah. mean? So it's um, everyone needs to be in a good situation no matter who you are. It's a, it's a team sport at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You need that good coaching. You need everyone bought in. You need you know the surrounding cast. So um i don't think this is the last of these guys you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not like uh they're like matt ryan they're completely you know joe flacco or someone he's still in the league you know what i mean it's not going to be like that in a year or two so um it's kind of i guess that's a hard thing for like an older quarterback to when when are you going to finish it you know what i mean when's right. it when, when am i done so yeah same thing for most people that played played football or any sport you never want to give it up even you know I wouldn't be surprised if they want to go play touch football in the future. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? So um, I, I don't think this is the last of these guys. We'll see what the free agency does if Tom Brady goes that way, if uh, mm-hmm. it's the end of him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Russell Wilson, you know, he has a, he has a funny situation there, but, uh, you know, he, he's still a good football player. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's always been a good football player and Rodgers as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they'll figure it out. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, 
it's unfortunate to see because you know I, I root for all quarterbacks and all these guys that do good at the end of the day as much as sometimes I've hated them definitely when they play Pittsburgh but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no no they'll bounce back absolutely I, I agree with you and, and I like your comment about just kind of wanting to play as long as you can and I think you said that at once earlier about that in terms of your own career and that's that's just it we have such a short shelf life so you know when I talk to players a lot I'm like hey like you know guys that are coming out of high school that maybe don't have a lot of offers I'm like hey go play junior for a couple of years then go to look yeah. to play university like extend it as long as you possibly can because get on the field as long as you can yeah right? that's like, the thing get into game action get out there put yourself out there go mm -hmm. play football absolutely one day you'll be old like me and 40 and you can't move and you're you know i'm old coaching my my daughter's basketball practice yesterday and i hurt my achilles walking down the floor so you know enjoy it while you got it so uh so yeah um okay last question here to end off the podcast bryson who is your favorite quarterback of all time and why uh, what do you think? It's got to be Big Ben. He, he's, yeah. he's the goat. He is the goat. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, um, watched him my whole life growing up and whatnot. Uh, I try to be as much like him when I can. Uh, I try and eat as much food so I can be as big as he. <laughs> 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 but no, he, he was a great quarterback. Uh, you know, I'm a Steeler fan, so I loved watching him play, and he was great, man. Yeah, he was great. He was great, right? And yeah. I've said a lot of times too, like obviously I'm a lot older than you, but he's all he was almost like the next age of Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre was just yeah. that gritty, tough guy. Yeah, you know he didn't do it always the right way. He took chances. He threw dumb picks sometimes, but he threw he's a football guy. Yeah, man, and like <laughs> that's what I love about Big Ben too. And uh, yeah. you know, early on in Big Ben's career, you know, people forget about this, but he was super athletic. And uh, mm -hmm. a lot like a Josh Allen was for his first couple of years. And then obviously as the time goes on, he, he became less mobile. And he, like you said, he, I think he got, uh, he was too close to the buffet line. I, I, yeah. can, I can speak <laughs> from that problem as well. So it is what it is. But uh, anyways, Bryson, yeah. I want to thank you for being on today. It's been awesome to talk football with you, get to know you a little bit better and uh, wish you nothing but success in the future. Hopefully we can work together again in the off season to uh, work your skills. I hope you enjoyed your time on today. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it, Coach. Man. It's been a good time. No problem, buddy. All right. Awesome. You take care of yourself. And uh, I want to thank all the guests who are listening every week and tuning in. Appreciate it. And everybody take care. Have a good night.